Uh, cool, so I'm going to go to the show. I'm actually very excited for it because I've actually been a fan of Matthew for a while. Since he does events, he's been doing events for many years. So since I do events, so I've basically been learning of him on the sly. And then, so watching him and Taser, he's events partner, been watching them. And then now that he started his drinking game, which is actually lit as well. So this is a game that you could be using like, when it comes to games, lights, link ups, whatever the case is like is actually sick so i want to actually get to know more about the business and how we started it is that another and any other questions that come to mind yeah i mean but yeah stay tuned good morning good morning good morning good morning it is friday again and you're locked into the ty give show i got one hell of a show for you guys this morning as i am joined by a very special guest matthew bridgman representing bottoms up which is a card game that he started at the start of lockdown. So we're going to talk about how he started, his business, you know, the struggles that he's faced, and much more, isn't it? Talk about that, because it's all based on drinking. But yeah, without no further ado, we're just going to get right into the show, you know what I mean? We're yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Tigers show with your host, DJ Tigers. And I'm joined by a special guest today, Matthew Bridgman over here in the building. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you for having me, man. And, you know, like today we're going to be talking about, like, what your new game is, isn't it? Yes, bottoms up. Bottoms up. First of all, I want to ask that: like, How did you come up with the name? Like, what made you come up with the name? Um, I it wasn't immediate, to be honest. I think I was just running through different ideas, and then as soon as that one kind of came to me, I was like, "Yeah, that's the one." As soon as that one just crossed my mind, I was like, "Yeah." Oh, like, what that did you was, like take it like, right now? Just thinking them through in my head, I guess. Thinking of different things that relate to. I like. I think I was fairly confident. I wanted to make a drinking game. Um, before I came up with the game, I was kind of like, it was weird. I literally was chilling at home, middle of lockdown. I was like, I want to do something. And I, yeah. For some weird reason, I was like, I can make a game. I was like, yeah, I can make a game. Because th I'm thinking back to when I've been on holiday with my boys and stuff like that. And we always, like, whenever we get apartments, we always end up playing drinking games. And people that we meet will come round or just have little link ups before we go out clubbing. Or maybe on some nights where we're not partying, we're just taking it easy. Yeah. And it's just always been a really cool vibe and a memorable moment. And a lot of the time we play stuff like Never Have I Ever or um, 21 or all these other kind of little drinking games. And they're fun, but it's hard to get structured to it. And people are thinking of questions to come up with and yeah. which ones to do. And you kind of go through the same ones all the time, but then you're not really thinking about it. Especially once you start drinking, your mind starts going, you can't think of stuff as quickly. So I thought, okay, well, if I create a game that kind of has that all there, so it doesn't require any thinking. You just, it's all there for yeah, you to yeah. kind of work with. Um, and that was kind of like, that all kind of just happened in my head within a split second, but I didn't have any structure, I didn't really have an idea, but I was kind of set on the idea of creating a drinking game. And then I think over the next few days, I started coming up with small ideas. I remember what, the first card that came to my mind was, drink if you're not wearing socks. It was just, it's weird because that card doesn't exist. I was yeah, it's true. I, did, I didn't keep that one as a game, but that's what, like that. yeah, it's, it's just something that separates people. So I started thinking of, I was like, okay, yeah, that's interesting because a lot of girls won't wear socks if they're wearing heels or whatever, whatnot. Yeah, I'm just like, that one wouldn't affect me. Yeah, like, some, some people don't like, just in general, my boys, and ankle, showing your ankles is a thing nowadays yeah, or whatever, whatnot. So it was just one of those things that could split a group. And then that was basically the idea. So, okay, what can split a group? What can make some people drink and some people not drink? And that's kind of the initial basis for how I can come up with questions and commands that create a game and then it, it led to what are interesting things that we can bring up that might lead to people sharing stories and that's when I was really like okay now I'm onto something because okay. now it's a conversation starter so it's not about going through each card as quickly as possible it's every single card could build out and like have a snowball effect into its own little story and someone sharing their experience and someone else relating to it and you finding out about people a lot of people play this game with their closest friends and leave, play, leave saying that there's so much stuff they didn't know about their friends. Right, that's so, like, but it's so true, you know? Yeah, because sometimes you might have your friends from school or just from out and about, but you have no idea what their lives are like at work. So when you have a question like, drink if you've been fired from a job, someone be like, oh yeah, that one time I did. And you're like, what, you got fired? I know, yes. <laughs> or, or you didn't know the reason, you didn't know the story behind it, or um, drink if you've ever broken a bone. For instance, I have two metal plates and 12 pins in my arm. Wow. from a really bad basketball injury and it's always a story but most people never notice it I'm sure you can see I've got a massive scar yeah. on my arm but most people never notice it and it's, it's always an interesting story for people to talk about and then I was in the gym the other day I mentioned it 
another guy said, oh yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've got a plate in my um, leg. And they just started a conversation. We weren't playing the game. It's just one of those conversation starters when you find a similarity with someone else and it gives you a, com a commonology, something to discuss and talk about and share experiences with. And So drinking if you've ever been fired from a job is an open question. It could relate to everyone in the room. Everyone could have been fired. Yeah, that's true. Maybe no one's been fired. But it doesn't mean that only one person. There's not going to be a specific person that's going to be the clear loser in that scenario. Whereas if you had something like the last person to touch something green, regardless of the scenario, someone's going to be lost. Someone's going to be singled out. Do you know what I'm saying? Or the last person to have... There's literally so many cards. I don't know why my mind goes so blank, like I haven't created like, every single card. But like, it's like I always need to look at the cards to come up with ideas. Also, I'm trying to avoid the sexual ones, which are normally the ones that jump straight to my mind. Um, but yeah, like, uh, let me think of one. Oh, then you've got like quiz card questions. So you've got stuff like, um, take turns naming um, planets in the solar system. So I would go Jupiter, and you would then say Mars, Earth. Pluto, does that count? Is that still valid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that still valid? It's a dwarf planet, I'll let you off. Saturn. Venus. Mars? Already said that. Ah, oh, see, so I would drink. That is my hand. But it's one person. You can't the spot, you know. I think it was Neptune we missed, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, so one person would drink. But if you're playing with four or five people, that changes. Or you've got some that are more um, pop culture, take turns dating characters from friends. Like my t-shirt right here. Or, um, or Family Guy. And then you've got stuff like, um, like in, in the new ver one of the new versions, which we'll get into later on, yeah. you've got, I've come up with some interesting ones. This is one of my favorites. Take turns naming household objects that could be used as weapons. And it's the first player to pause, repeat, or make a mistake must drink. So you would go. Chair. Good. Table. Microwave. Knife. Fork. Wait, wait, you can use a microwave as a weapon? Yeah. Wait. I mean, I guess you have to the Fork. Uh, fork, 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 fork. Um, Fireplace poker. Oh my days. There's so many different things you can come up with that can create a scenario. And once I kind of got the, the premise, the idea behind it, it allowed me to think of fun and interesting things that would work, but that might also um, launch a conversation. So after we play, you see what I'm saying, how do you use a microwave? That becomes its own thing. So mm. at the end of the game, once mm. someone's drank, then you start 
messing around with each other like really so what is that, is that what you're thinking about or people will come up with crazy things and you like even when i said five place poker you looked at me like oh yeah that's a good one so it's yeah that's that's kind of um what makes the game interesting people don't realize that although you are playing the game the game is making you that entertainment mm. yeah. what's all that so this came about from literally you just being bored at home during lockdown exactly that and then you just what randomly thought, oh, like, let me do a card game. Yeah. Or is it just? It was, it was the idea to just do something small, um, share it with some friends, maybe make a few and sell them. Um, it was never an idea to start a new business. It was just something that I could, something creative to do. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes just to get your mind working. Um, but yeah. So how has like, COVID like, affected your business? My main business, um, I do events for a living, uh, as I think you know. So that's been inoperable. I haven't been able to do anything. I mean, it, it reopened a little bit. We've been able to do socially distanced stuff, but you have to bear in mind that um, with socially distanced events, it's everyone has to be seated and there has to be one or two meters between everyone, maximum groups of six and stuff like that. So it makes it a lot harder to book in birthdays because people often book birthdays in groups of like 10 or 12. Or yeah. So it closes the doors to stuff like that sometimes. Um, it makes it a lot harder to sell things because usually you sell individual tickets and then people come and then they group up as they do but now people need to organize their groups to be an exact six or an exact four or an exact whatever it is before they can book and also um, reduce capacity so people are like oh no you can still do events I'm like yeah but I normally do parties for 500 people now yeah. the venue for 500 people now holds 150 because everyone has to be seated but my costs are still the same I'm still paying for the venue, still hiring the DJs, still paying for staff, so it just means our profit margins are somewhat smaller. So even when we could reopen, and even now that things are reopened a little bit, it's good, it's, it's something, but it's nowhere near to being at, um, at normal operating. So it's, yeah, this, this is why I'm glad I came up with stuff like this to kind of keep me um, active and give me something to focus on. Um, yeah. So how did you manage your business being hit and your mental health during the lockdown? Uh, this helped give me something else to focus on. Also, um, I managed to buy a bunch of equipment and uh, started gymming at home. And I think that helped give me a kind of a stress release and just something to focus on. I remember saying that um, I think the reason that subconsciously, the reason why I dedicated myself to training so much is because it was the only thing that I still had control over. Like, I didn't have control over whether I could do events or not because it was down to what tier we were in or whether we were in lockdown or when we weren't in lockdown. Like, as much energy and effort as I put into my business, I had no control over it. The same with the game, as much as I'd created it and I'd kind of put it out, I was at the mercy of the manufacturers in terms of when it comes to me, when it arrives. Um, there was all these delays due to coronavirus, the Panama Canal, all these other things that were impacting me, whereas me going into the gym every day was in my control. If I decided to train, I could train. If I decided to do legs, I was doing legs. There was no person stopping me or no thing stopping me doing that. And just that very simple element of having control again, I think helped me kind of stay grounded during this period. It's kind of what like, basically kept you happy and occupied during the whole Yeah, I think it was more of a mental thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it did though. Yeah, fair enough. Um, did COVID push you creatively or was this something you were planning to do in the future? No, um, I don't think I would have done this if it wasn't for COVID. I like to think that maybe somewhere down the line I would have, but uh, it definitely wouldn't have happened this soon. Um, and I don't think I would have had the, the amount of time to dedicate towards it because I would have been busy running. Yeah, that's true. Business. COVID's definitely like made a lot of people, active people step back and be yeah. able to think about new things. Literally. Yeah. Um, what is some advice you give to some people starting their business during a pandemic or those who are currently struggling to build their business slash brand? Um, well, one thing that I think COVID pointed out to pretty much everyone is try and build something that is pandemic proof, so to speak. Yes. So build something that isn't at the mercy of uh, necessarily interaction, which I've kind of half done because you can still sell this game, the game's still marketable while things are closed. but for people to be able to play it properly, things kind of need to be open. I mean, it depends if people are breaking rules or not, but for the most part, um, when this game was selling at its height um, around Christmas period, people weren't allowed to mix groups. So if you weren't playing with your household, realistically, you weren't supposed to be playing the game. Yeah. So it, it was still at the mercy of COVID to a degree, but I feel like um, a lot of people can play with their household, they can play with their family members, they can play, they live um, with their friends or they have housemates. And, 
they still have these. I think a lot of people turned to the people in their homes during COVID and like brothers and sisters that might not be super close became closer because they can't go out and spend time with their friends other than being on their phone. So I think a lot of people spent a lot more time. I know I did. I, I moved back to my mom's during COVID and spent a lot more time with her. So um, I think it helped bring people together and that's literally what this game's about. So. Yeah. Oh, shout out this game. All the all the that's version with my family. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and last one in the uh, that set criteria. What's the most valuable lesson you have learned about yourself and your business during this pandemic? Um, ooh, it's an interesting question. Uh, I'm gonna take it for as the game, the business you're referring to, um, and I guess it's that it's never too late to start something new. Yeah, because I was pretty much stuck in my ways in terms of what I did for a living. And now it's like, people say, oh, what do you do for a living? It's like, it's weird to say like I make games or I'm a game manufacturer. Or, but um, I would have never, I would always just said I do events. Well, for the last like 10 years or so, I do events where I work in entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, whereas this is something, I feel like it's not too different because um, I would say that everything I do is focused on bringing people together. So where I do events, you bring people together in, in, yeah, literally true. in person. And where you've got this game, the aim of this game is to bring people together as well. So although they're quite different in terms of the product or service that I'm offering, their um, their goal is actually still um, pretty connected. Okay. Right, so with the game, so you came, so you were saying at home, you came up with the idea. Obviously, as you said, you, you refer to your two friends about it, like some questions, the end goal. How did you then start making this dream into a reality? So what was like, the processes? Um, so the first thing was to come up with the, the structure. So to actually make it a game in terms of can you kind of get a winner? And does it work in that sense? So like essentially thinking, what's the rules? How does it actually work? So the idea was that you have all these different cards. Some of them are focused on just um, creating conversation and getting people talking and getting people mixing with each other. They're the ones that are called just for fun. But then you've got the point cards, which is the game element. So they're the ones where only one person will drink and that person earns himself a point. And then that way, at the end of the game, the person with the least points wins. So that, that, that's, that actually gave this real structure, if that makes sense. Once I kind of got that, I needed to make sure that there were more point cards than just for fun cards. Because if you're playing a game, like there's a hundred cards in the original box. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted it to feel fresh. So there's a lot to play with. And I never expected people to finish the deck when they're playing. Because if you start talking about every other or every few cards, it starts a conversation, you start sharing stories and whatnot, you're gonna be sitting there for hours. Like I played this game with friends and different people and we played the game for like two hours at a time and maybe only gone through half the cards. Mm -hmm. So the idea was that when you next play, there'll be a whole bunch of new cards that you haven't done before. Another good element is that the people you play with will change the answers. Because it's the last time you did something or drink if you've ever done that. So every time you play with a new set of people, you get different outcomes. Your answers might still be the same, but maybe not in relation to someone else. You might, with one group of friends, you might have been the last person to have done that. But in another group of friends, someone else might have been the last person to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it still switches things up. Um, yeah, uh, so there was that. The, that was that was like the first days and coming up with different cards and whatnot thinking about the different types of people that we be playing so essentially putting some cards in there that are like cheeky and sexual but then making it that it's not too strong in that in that direction yeah. so that you could potentially play with like your siblings or whatever whatnot it wouldn't make it too awkward um or some people are just generally more pg and, and less less confident about sharing those kind of experiences. So I wanted to make it fun and kind of for all. Um, Cause I told myself that I would try and make the best game I could without holding back because there was never any expectation to do it again. So now I'm sitting here and there's two new versions. That's completely opposite to where my mind was at when I made the original. I was never thinking, let me hold back for this new version. I was like, let me make the best game I can. And if I get inspiration later down the line, then I'll, then I'll, I'll deal with that when I get there. Um, so I, I kind of, there, there's actually a whole another element to it which got which is very complicated and for me personally that was like a, a large, um, a large part of making the game successful. So it's little things like 
the sizing of the box and stuff like that. For instance, working out the cost of shipping and all these yeah, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, gets, it gets very complicated, but the size of this box isn't by chance. This is one millimeter smaller than the size of a large letter, which basically means that if this was that much bigger, the, co the cost of postage would basically double every time I send one out, which would have changed the price point of the game which would have meant that either I make less money every time I sell it or I have to sell it for more to make the same amount. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So little things like that, and that was part of why I had to limit it to 100 cards and I couldn't have 110 or 120 or whatever or whatnot. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many different elements and ideas and even little things like, I never knew about barcodes. I had to learn about barcodes and yeah. making my own unique barcode and get one made and whatever or whatnot. And there's how does the barcode part work? So you need to own your own barcode. That's yours, it's universal. It can be used in any country in the world. Um, and it scans into their system, it logs it online. And you need to obviously print it onto the item. Otherwise, I'd have to stick a new barcode on. So for instance, to sell on Amazon, you need a barcode. So if I didn't get my barcodes made in, in advance, I would have never been able to sell on Amazon and that would have closed that entire market to me. Otherwise, I would have had to go to the barcode after the fact and hand stick them on every single game. And when you're talking about 2,000 or 4,000 packs, mm -hmm. it's, it's quite a costly um, um, decision to make if you don't make it in advance. And so many other little things. Um, even trademarking. Trademarking bottoms up. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there's so many different things that you have to think about. But um, I would say that I say this about business in general. There's so many elements to business that you need to be aware of and that you need to learn that have nothing to do with what your real business is. So learning about barcodes and postage and shipping has nothing to do with my creativity for making a game. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that's exactly. why companies have different jobs because it's someone's job to do the designing and then it's someone else's job to do the marketing and someone else's job to do the sales. Whereas as a small business owner, you have to have everything. You have to understand the logistics. Well, so, not work with that. so have you had anyone that work with you like I hired someone to help um, get me launched on Amazon and as it everything else from the designing to lit everything, literally everything else is moving. Okay, so how like you made these cards and everything. Mm -hmm. Would you do like a virtual version like where like you could no. download an app? No. So I'm I'm against virtual. Um, the easiest answer is that it goes against the mission of the game. It's bringing people together. Mm. The idea is that we spend so much time on our phones nowadays. I wanted something that kind of brought back the old idea of like board games and sitting down in yeah. the room on the floor, like do you know what I mean, just playing with each other in person, talking yeah. to each other without the distractions. And like, there's there's a catch twenty two which I really appreciate, but it's terrible for marketing, which is that when you play this game, you have to kind of be there mentally. You have to be paying attention because. Something might happen really quickly, like I said, last person to touch something green. If you're not paying attention, everyone else is going to be running and touching something green and you're just like, huh, what, what happened? They're never really on their phone. They're paying attention, they're enjoying the company of those they're playing with, which is exactly what we set out to do. The downside is, it means that people love playing the game but rarely film or post because yeah. they're too involved, which is, it's a catch-22, but it's a good catch-22 to yeah, have. That means that if people are enjoying the game too much to be thinking about filming it, then I know I've kind of done my job. But it's annoying because they're not, it's not going to help me in the marketing aspect. But when they go away and they talk to a friend or they tell someone else about the night they had when they played it, they don't speak highly about it. And that's what my marketing is kind of relied on, that word of mouth or people saying this was amazing. Or Like a lot of the posts that you have is people showing the box. Sorry. They're showing the box because they're talking about how good the game was after they played it. Yeah. It's rare that you kind of catch them in the moment. But um, yeah, like I said, it's a good problem to have. So what did you do? So once you came up with a game, yeah. what did you do, like? What kind of things did you do to help promote it and get it out there? Um, so I was lucky enough that when the games arrived, it's just as things kind of reopened. I think it was around July. Oh, so okay. I managed to get some people together and film um, different groups of people playing the game, and then use that content to um, market it and put it out and kind of advertise it. Um, and that's kind of been what I've been able to do because obviously, obviously everything shut back down again. But that was that's always been my focus on film people playing the game and let people see how it's played. Because sometimes trying to explain how the game works, um, it's very simple once you play it, it's very easy to understand. But when you try and describe it, it sounds complicated. You've got point cards and just for fun cards and you've got quiz cards and 
But once you actually play it, it's it's like one tail. What it just do what it says on the tin. Okay. So in regards to the points cards, like what is the aim of the game? If I'm honest, the aim of the game is just to have fun. But some some people are very competitive and want want there to be a winner or to know there's a winner or whatever. So it's the person that ends up having the least point cards wins. You could look at it as the person that has the most losers, but I normally focus on having a winner rather than a loser. Just okay, more. so whoever, so each card has whatever points. Yeah, every every yellow card, every point card is just one point. There's no this one's three points or that. It's not like if you're the last person to have had phone sex, you get more points than if you were the last person to have. Um, been punched in the face, for instance. They're, they're all just one point, um, and you get it if you were that person or you were the person that messed up on the quiz question or the uh, solar system planets or whatever. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then just for fun cards, they don't earn any points. They are literally like just for fun. Yeah. But the idea is that those are the ones that kind of warm people up, get the stories flowing, and get people comfortable sharing experiences. Because, like I said, some of these questions might be relatively intimate in terms of uh, drinking if you've ever been fired from a job, for example. That could be a funny story, and it normally is, but sometimes it could be a horrific story. Someone might have been fired from a job because of harassment, or do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it might, it might, they might not be as open to sharing that experience if they haven't kind of been able to let their guard down with the comfort of whoever they're playing with or whatever. Or whatever. So sometimes it's good to just have things to kind of get people loose Especially yeah. if you're playing with, um, not necessarily strangers, but people you're not super comfortable with. Well, it's definitely like an icebreaker about this time, There you go, there you go, yeah. yeah. Cool. Next question, did... Wait, that one. Um, yeah, did you have doubts or pushbacks about putting the game out there? The big one was pricing. Um, the game goes for 22.50 or 22.49. Um, and some people said, that's so expensive. And I'd done the numbers, so I knew it had to be that price. Um, and one of the best decisions I've ever made was pricing at um, 100% because now that I sell internationally, the cost of postage is so high, there are so many other elements. Um, cost of postage in general, even in the UK, has gone up since COVID's happened. Um, they blamed it on COVID, I, I don't really get it, but whatever. Um, and marketing, advertising, all of that factors into the price of the game. And also, it's a premium product. I want people to value it, I want people to enjoy it. But I look at it as this game is an evening of entertainment. And I'm, I, I said to my friends, they said, you can't compare it, but this is how I look at it, is other evenings of entertainment is going bowling, going mm -hmm. to the cinema, going to watch a uh, theater play, going to watch a comedy show, going to watch a live music gig. You can't do any of those things for £22.49. <laughs> and those things are one of, that's one, that's one movie. Tickets for the cinemas are like 12, 14 pounds now yeah. for one person. So if you're talking about having four or six people in a room, you're talking about easily, 40, 50, 60 pounds cinema tickets. And that's probably the cheapest of the things that I just mentioned. And that's once. Once you go to the, watch that movie, you can't go back that's again that. and say, you can't go back and say, oh, I, I paid last week. No, I'll pay again. This game you can play over and yeah, over true. and over and over again. So for that reason, I feel like the pricing is, is exactly on point. But um, I did take heed and I didn't want it to be something that detracted. I don't want someone to say, ooh, I really like the look of that game, but I just don't want to um, commit to paying that much for it. So that's why I made the bite-sized version. So that, that, that was literally the idea behind it. Let me make a smaller version that gives you a taste of the game that's cheaper. With it less cards? Yeah, so it's, it's about, well, it's 52. So it's the same as a deck of cards. So it's half, okay. half the amount of cards. Um, and then I also um, managed to deal with a couple of other small issues I had. Another element of the bite size version is that every single card in that version can be played with only two people. Like I said, a lot of people ended up buying this game during lockdown, and a lot of them were, were not stuck with, but they were limited to play with the people that were in their household. A lot of people live with their partner. About one fifth of the cards in the real game, but I think it's 16 exactly, only 16 cards in the real game, you kind of need three people to play. Because if you say something like, um, the last person to clap or shrink, Right? If it's only me and you playing, whoever reads the card has an unfair advantage because they, they know what's coming. Mm. Whereas if you have three or four people playing, even though the person reading the card has the advantage, it's still fair between the people that don't. Yeah. So cards like that, I say this card is recommended for three or more players. So I've taken those style of cards out of this bite-sized version so that if there's only two, you can still play the game and enjoy it. Okay, so the bite-sized is more, not, well not more, but it's 
kind of targeted for those. It's not necessarily targeted for smaller for smaller groups because it, every single card works just as well with a group of six or eight. But it, every single card also works with a group of two. And the other element to the bite size version is that it doesn't have the suit that like the X-rated stuff. So it's more PG. It's still fun and there's cheeky cards in there, but it doesn't have any super sexual questions that might make it really awkward. So it's more primed for playing with your family, if you're playing with like your mum or dad or whatever or whatnot, um, or your aunts and uncles, or even sometimes with your partners. I know a lot of people that want to play the X-rated version with their partners because they have that kind of relationship with them. Whereas a lot of other people don't want to know if their missus or their mister or whoever has had had their toes sucked prior to it. Do you know what I mean? By some, yeah. You sucked your toes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it gets a bit awkward. Whereas other people love that kind of conversation. So it really depends. But you've got the option. You can go X-rated or you can kind of go PG. Or you can go down the middle and get a regular version with a bit of everything. Okay. So what's your best part of the game? Well, for myself? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely learning about people. Like, it's weird because I don't think I realised how well it works until I actually played it with my friends. Like, I played it with my my closest group of friends like every every birthday we all link up we always do stuff we always meet i say a birthday because it's COVID, so we still make the, the effort yeah. but like in normal society we just meet up we go and do things yeah. we, we've known each other for about a decade like as in all of us as, as one group of friends and still when we played this game there was so much we found out about each other that we never knew so i love that it kind of brings people together and gives us shared experiences and kind of brings that to light just kind of make, makes it's, it's just comfortable. I feel like it, it kind of makes you more comfortable with the people you're playing with. And for me, that has, it's like the goal I never knew I had, that I never tried to have, but I created. What's the feedback being like, like from those that have played the game? It's been amazing. It's, it's been absolutely amazing. The only negative feedback I ever had was that someone played it with like their family and some of the, some of the more sexual questions came up. Mm. But that was just more of a reason to make the bite-sized version and stuff like that. That's what kind of, like I said, I never intended to make another version. It was make the best game I can. And if I ever want to worry about making an expansion or a new edition, I'll deal with that when it comes. So it was that kind of feedback that led to that. But people have just been like, it's amazing. I love it. I bought it for my friends. I bought it for a birthday presents. Some of my messages me the other day said I bought six packs. Yeah, because they bought they bought it for themselves. They loved it. Then they bought it for their sister's birthday. Then they bought and it for this all just with the original version as well. That's only the original. Yeah. So people can pre-order the new versions, and they're due by July. So they'll be arriving in June, and then I'll start shipping them to get to people by July. But um, yeah, the original version. Oh, cool. so are you cool with like, us carrying on talking about the X-rated version and the upcoming ones for us to come out? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I want to get something. I've made. What's that? Uh, 180, 50. I've made over 200 cards, and it's like, I don't know, I've made way more. I've probably made 350 because there's tons that I've made that I never used. And it's still so hard to think of some sometimes. So they've even written on the box. So you haven't used that, haven't used that, haven't used that. Yeah. yeah. And it's on the cover as well. It's literally on the cover, yeah. That's bad. <laughs> and these examples, there's one, one here that I used to um, household items, drink if you eat pineapple or pizza. All day, every day. First player to blink. All day, every day. Yes, I'm one of those people. That's the phrase people as well. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's that's not. Uh, that's so controversial. It's weird because I, I don't dislike it, but I don't like it enough to get it. Like I've had it and I've been like, mm, but also it's the Hawaiian, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I didn't get pork, so since I stopped eating oh, pork, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. This is DJ Tigers, and this is the Tigers Show live on Onto Perfect by Five Point Five. And I'm joined here by a special guest, Mr. Matthew Bridgman, here on the Entrepreneur 95.5. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you. You know, like, just before the break, you know, like, we were talking about your car games, isn't it? And I'm, like, I, was, I was definitely mind-blown. I was definitely mind-blown. Thank you, man. I just want to continue talking about these cards because they're actually very fascinating to me. So we were just talking about the, your first release ones. Yeah. And, you know, I've opened up a few. I've opened up the deck. But I just wanted to... what. Well, how should we do this? What should I just name what that like, say one of the two, like, say, yeah, say a few of the cards? Now, of course, this, this is daytime. No, I can't do that one. <laughs> can't do that one. Ah, right, cool. So, like, you know, one example of the game is drink if you've ever broken a bone. I personally wouldn't drink to that, although I've had many scars in my life. But 
I know that some of you guys right now who are currently tuned in or listening definitely are going to take your shots. It's all right. But yeah, so how did you really come up with some like some of these questions? But like, how did you come up with like ones like this? Uh, gosh. You know, I think if you've ever ended up a, ended a relationship by a text. I just thought it would be um, something interesting because if someone has, there'll be a story behind it. That's that's how I look at it. I think is it something that's likely, and is it something that would likely then lead to an interesting story? So, I I don't think I've ever played that game when someone hasn't drank to that card. So in any kind of given room of like four to six people, which is kind of the, the kind of numbers that you normally play this game with, mm. there's normally someone that has done that, and then they'll have their version of events or their story or whatever or whatnot that leads to it. Um, so just for fun is usually um, relatively common things that will help split the crowd. So stuff that some people might have done that other people might not have done. That's kind of how I looked at that for. What's something that not everyone's done, but definitely some That's people true. have done? And then point cards are normally stuff that what's something everyone's done, but maybe people haven't done as regularly. So you can even, there's some point cards at the bottom of this if you want, okay, it should be easier. So if you click through. Some of these, for instance. So exciting. By the way, I'm still trying to think how I ended up, how I ended up being ended by a text or ended a relationship by a text. Just let you guys know, I will not be drinking to that one. Phone calls. That's it with chess. <laughs> Anyways, the last player to put their finger on someone else's nose must trip. Yeah. That, that was funny because there's a few cards that get people moving and get people up out of the seat side. One of the best cards is um, the last person to plank or drink. So everyone just dives on the floor. Do you know what I mean? Right. But it's, it's just it's just good and interesting. It gets people interacting. I remember I was debating putting that one in because obviously when I made the game, it was mid-COVID. And I was like, touching this, that. And I was like, nah, but this is something I hope lives past it. And obviously, the other thing is you're probably playing the game with people that you feel comfortable with. I mean, if you're in that surrounding anyway, you're probably not going to mind doing stuff like that. But imagine it was like, you know, like you just start like the link card and this is the first card that's pulled out as the icebreaker. And it's just like... <laughs> you just got to go for it. I've seen people be like, bro, I nearly lost the eye there because you normally duck back. Because you know what's coming because you just oh, yeah, had yeah. it getting called out as well. But it's fine, it gets, it gets, it gets people moving. Also, next question as well, in regards to the, like, the game. Take turns for starting the alphabet letters backwards from Z. The first player to pause, repeat, or make a mistake must drink. Gone. Z. Y. X. W. U. V. T. No, I think someone messed up. It was me. It's quite a range of questions. You've got everything from like stuff you need to think about, uh, experiences you've had to just acting quickly. No, that's actually crazy. So I was supposed to do one more because this is actually just so far, you know. Take turns naming animals beginning with C. The first player to pause, repeat, or make a mistake must drink. Cat. Cow. Chihuahua. Caterpillar. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's just an example <laughs> of the game, guys. Again, yeah, I mean, no, but this is crazy, though. Look how it's going. You see, why did I not think of cheetah? Yeah, is it too late? There's a few. No. Cheetah, too late. No, it's definitely too late. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, in regards to this game, like, so moving on to like the second version, because I'm assuming that like, like you came up with the second version after the first one just became. Yeah, we got. I released the other two versions at the same time. I kind of made them in tandem. Um, because, like I said, they were based on the feedback. I remember I put out a post saying, do you think the cards are too explicit or not explicit enough? Mm. And it was 87% not explicit enough. Damn. And they're explicit. You skipped a few cards. Yeah. Really, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, but it clearly shows that people enjoy this element. People like that sexual stuff. They like having those conversations, especially in this environment, with alcohol, when their guard's down and they're feeling a little more loose. These are some of the things that people are talking about. Um, especially when you think this game could often be played with um, people that are interested in each other in, in that, in that oh, yeah, you know what I mean true, if, you've got, true, if you've got a, a bunch of people that may be flirtatious and whatnot, then having some of these cards coming up could be quite like oh okay okay do you know what I mean so um, it was based on the feedback so I thought okay I need to go all the way x-rated but then I also want to make something like I said that's cheaper that works with two people and there's a little bit more PG so mm -hmm. I kind of came up both at the same time and um, yeah I'm really proud of these two new versions actually um, I really, 
yeah, really happy with them. I can't wait for people to actually get their hands on them. People had the first chance to play them just this week on Tuesday. I had um, our first ever pop-up at Box Park in Shoreditch, oh, and people yeah. were able to come and play the new versions um, for free. Uh, we kind of held an event there. People were able to play all the games in their groups and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, the feedback was amazing. And the demand for these two versions was crazy. Like we had a waiting list of people waiting to finish playing the X-ray version or the, the bite-sized version to get the oh, back again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was nice. So, like, which one of the two like, did you come up with first? Like, you got the X-rated. I made them at the same time. Literally? Yeah, I literally kind of made them at the same time. They, like I said, no, normally when you come up with an idea, even if it doesn't work, it normally helps lead to other ideas. Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. So it's like, the take turns naming animals that we give with C. Mm. That's the same type of question as take turns naming the household items that could be used as weapons, or take turns um, naming things that could be eaten off someone's body. It's all the same type of question. You just got to think, okay, well, okay what if, what if I twisted it and put it in that? Or what if I did the alphabet? Or what if I did, do you know what I mean? You can just like, you can take a concept and make it, extrapolate it to make it um, something else or make it bigger. Like the same with last person to touch someone else's nose. It could be last person, there's a card that says last person to touch their forehead with their knee or string. So everyone has to run and do that, if that makes sense. But it's the same idea. It's just how can you, vary it or there's uh, other weird questions which is like drink if you can't touch your nose with your tongue or, you, or you've got drink if you can't lick your elbow you've got drink if you can't touch your toes without bending your knees so like these are some uh, awkward don't forget this is a drinking game guys as well it's really fun to get people moving because then it's just immediate interaction and it's also interesting because, you know, what do you mean? Why are you flexible? Well, how can you not do that? Or if there's only one person that is, or if when people can touch it, because some about 25% of people can touch their nose with their tongue. So generally speaking, if you're playing with four people, this is, this is just statistics, at least one should be able to do it. So it's interesting when you can see someone do it, especially knowing that you can't, or if you can, you can see that everyone else can't, it's, it gives you more validation or it, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So it's been like the best kind of stories that, you, that you've either experienced or that you've heard come from others. Uh, there's too many. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've played this game at least like 20 plus times. I kind of think of one specific story. Do you know what? So I've, I've recently been looking over some footage. Um, the, games, uh, the game got played, uh, got filmed, and the footage isn't out yet. So I think that's what's in my head right now. Um, but there were tons, there was drinking if you ever been caught masturbating and the guy was telling a mad story about how he had such a close call with it, with it happening to him or um, there was another one which was that if you've ever been ended a relationship by text no, 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 it was, this was hilarious, it was um, if you've ever faked an emergency to leave a date and the story behind yeah. that was hilarious yeah. but um, yeah, there's, there's so many there's so many. It really depends on who you're playing with. Especially when you know the people you're playing with, I think you find it funnier because sometimes you can be like, I can't imagine you doing that. It's Do you know what I mean? Like, so it makes it makes it more exciting because it's like, I can't, I've never knew, I, I don't think you'd ever do that before. I, don't, I can't imagine that. Or, Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, or like some people have been like, I've only ended relationships by text. And you're like, what? How do you get away with that? And it's just, there's yeah, so, so many different conversations because there are those times, like, as you just said, where it's like, well, I didn't know you did that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not even gonna lie, like, like, it just happened, isn't it? Like, yeah. she was annoying me, just had to send that text, just ended it, that mad back. But then it sparks up a whole different conversation. Yeah, of course. Because even, even I just said, well, yeah, I've done phone calls before, but then, like, again, that leads on to different things. So, on the international scale, yeah. was that a plan? Um, do you know what's interesting? Oh, so I think we missed this part. When I went to actually make the game, my aim was to do like 200, 250 games. And when I eventually found a manufacturer, the minimum order was 500. So I was like, damn, that's double. Like that's more than double what I even expected to do. So, um, that's, yeah, that's more than double what I even expected to do. So the costs were a lot higher than I predicted. And I needed to try and find a way to raise money to get the game made. Um, and someone put me onto Kickstarter, which is like a crowdfunding platform. So you essentially kind of, well, what I did was I basically pre-sold the game. So you could, you could buy the game before it's out to help me raise the money to make the game. And when I did the Kickstarter, we managed to raise the money within 23 hours, less than a day, which is crazy. Um, but 
it lasted for a month and we, we raised about two and a half times our goal. But by wow. the end of the Kickstarter, 50% of the sales were from America. Is it? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't think that would be the case. Like yeah. I thought it would just be people I knew and their friends. I never thought it would reach internationally and like there was there was all over the world people that bought because I guess Kickstarter started as an international platform and people just go in there and look for stuff. And I guess because it's an American company, it's quite a strong American following. So people were buying my game in the States, like left, right, and center. And that's what made me realize, okay, I need to find a way to sell it in the States because if these people have found it themselves, what would happen if I marketed it there? If I yeah. actively promoted it there? Um, so I, when I launched, I got a lot more orders and I think it was about two weeks in, I did a count and I'd sold in like 18 countries. Like two weeks into releasing the game, it had been purchased in 18 countries. Now it's been sold in over 21 countries um, to date, um, which is amazing. Um, and I've focused on the UAE, and America for my initial expansion. So you can now buy the game on Amazon with literally same day delivery in UK, uh, USA, or the UAE. So what um, countries most like what was that was countries most surprised you? Uh, most surprising. Like US and UK. Oh no, what's, what's the one? Um, Bermuda. That one shot me, yeah, because I've only heard about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. That. That's <laughs> yeah. the only time I've ever heard that word really being used. But yeah, Bermuda, all over, even um, Ghana, Nigeria, um, so many different places. Uh, quite a few in um, like Sweden, Copenhagen. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's definitely been interesting. Australia, a few in Australia, a good few in, a few in Australia. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been. I'm pointing out for you has it been like your friends to help like do you kind of rely on your friends to help you promote? Like how important is that um, for you? A lot of people got behind the initial launch and mention of it. And obviously because of my um career in events, there's a lot of people in the entertainment industry or career in mm -hmm. entertainment. There's a lot of people that um I'm close to that have followers that have reposted it and shared it and gotten behind it and stuff like that. So that's helped. But for me, it's, it's more that they actually really get into it and play it. Like when I see them playing it and I, I'm, I'm not there, like they're, yeah, they're yeah, having their, yeah. their friend's hen party or something and they're playing the game. That's when I'm like, oh, that's dope. Cause like, they're not doing it for me. They're playing it because it's a good game. Mm. And that's that's when it really hits home. When it's like, there's no ca like there's no cameras or they're, they're, they're not doing it to promote it or to support me. They're doing it because it's fun and they enjoy it. And they're trying to show more people about it. That's when it's like, yo, that's dope. And then your Insta page as well. Yeah, like, having to help market that to create the Insta page is one thing, but then to help like market it with the Instagram page because you know a lot of people come up with like come up with businesses, come up with the Instagram page. Yes, they do like their posts, but then you've been able to utilize it. You know what I mean by like showing demos of people playing the game. Like, how did you actually come about doing like? What made you come up with these kind of ideas? I mean, to be completely honest, I'm working. Like I said, I work in events and entertainment, so there's, there's nothing new. I'm just taking what I, I do with my other events, my other businesses, and, and doing it with this. So and that might seem interesting or successful without we built, like a certain amount of following in, in quite a short amount of time. But to be fair, that's something that I've done time and time again with different um, ventures. So I guess it doesn't seem strange to me. Um, I always knew that people would enjoy watching people play the game from the moment I played it because I was like, I, I, um, used to take the game to people for them to play it and for me to just watch because mm. I didn't want to be like a factor I didn't want to be like forcing them to play it properly I just mm. wanted to see how people naturally play it see if they get it see if it makes sense that's why I say it's very easy to understand once you start playing it's obvious mm. um, you don't need to really read read, read the instructions once it, it literally says what you need to do on the card do you know what I mean um, so I was sat there watching people play my game like old friends people from uni people from whatever and i was having fun just watching do you get what i'm saying like yeah. i'm sitting in, in, in the corner of the room kind of watching a group of people play the game while i'm not part of it and i was still having fun so i was like this will work on video too because other people will, in, will enjoy watching these people talk, especially when you share stories and it doesn't even need to be a thing where it's like they're influencers or whatever as long as these people have funny experiences that people can relate to or sometimes even when people can't relate to because they're like what that's mad like sometimes shock is more of a uh more interesting than yeah i know what you mean do you know what i mean yeah so um yeah it's worked what's been like your, your biggest downfall whilst creating this postage 100 percent postage and shipping has been a nightmare 
um, having to learn about it and figure it out. Uh, like I said, it takes like two months for the games to arrive once they get made. Like the new versions have been made. So these new versions that I have here are were made the exact same time as the, the versions that are going to be sold. But um, I get these um, sent express so that I have samples. And then by the time that others go through customs and international borders and everything else, it takes like two months for them to arrive. And then, like I said, shipping to other countries, sending it like... You ship to London and someone misses the mail, it's all good. But you ship to Australia and someone's not in when the game gets delivered and it gets sent back to you, it, that can happen, it's long. And you don't even realize until two weeks later when it gets back to you, so little things like that. And then it's like, you have to send it out again. Because- They have to pay for that, so don't yeah. be it. And then by the time I've done that, there's no profit left. So that's what I mean, that's another thing to do with the pricing, because stuff like that happens. Um, but that's why it makes sense to sell it in that market. So that's why like in, like Dubai was the hardest place for me to deliver to. I had three out of four packages. My first four, first four packages I sent to Dubai, three of them ended up get, getting returned. Just because, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but in Dubai they don't have postcodes. Just everything just has a unique name. So it's just like Marina Tower, whatever. But there's no postcode. It's not specific like it is oh, in the UK. Okay. So it's really hard for them to sometimes understand where something's going. Um, so when I realized that was the case, I was like, okay, I need, I need this sold um, domestically so that they can overcome that because Amazon in, in the UAE understand how, how these things work. My friend, I remember the first person that bought the game in Dubai uh, messaged me on Sunday morning and said, oh, I just bought your game. They messaged me on Sunday evening saying, you just arrived. Six hours later. So that's mad. Do you know what I mean? So compared to initially the orders being sent back to me in the UK three weeks later, being able to break down hurdles like that has been it's been helpful, but it's been a massive learning curve. And it's been an expensive learning curve. Yeah, okay, man. Yeah. Even shipping my games to Amazon, it got refused the first two times I shipped the game to them. The first time it got sent, and I'm not talking about a game, I'm talking about like 200 games being sent to UAE and then being sent back to me saying, sorry, we can't accept your order. Because there's so many loopholes and things you need to jump through and it's a completely different mechanism. And, but you learn, you learn, you learn. So could you explain a bit about how you actually market to Amazon? Uh, how do you get these things sold on Amazon? Well, Amazon's just a marketplace. Pretty much anyone can sell stuff on Amazon. You just have to be able to um, meet the requirements. So like mm -hmm. I said, having barcodes, um, setting up an account, having a... Uh, all your paperwork, your EORI number and all these other things and being VAT registered and having a company number and all these other kind of things. But as, once you've got all of that in place, which most businesses do have, then it's just a matter of um, inbounding your uh, products. So basically getting them to an Amazon warehouse and then uh, having an Amazon listing and then either you can just wait for people to go in there and buy it, or you can market it either yourself or through Amazon or whatever. It's 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 this whole it's its own thing. Like you could have an entire different guest just talking about that kind of stuff on here. But um, yeah, is that what inspired you to get what your own website? I oh, that was that just seemed obvious. Like it wasn't it wasn't like oh maybe I should have my own website. It was like it needs its own website, so I need to make one. Um, but like I said, I've made tons of websites from other businesses before it didn't seem like anything i think that's one good thing because i'm an experienced entrepreneur so to speak a lot of things that were necessary that might seem like hurdles to first timers just seemed like steps to me i guess yeah, cool so like now that you've got three versions of this game mm -hmm. do you plan on making any more not anytime soon no um no not anytime soon to be honest uh I don't even think I have a, an idea. Oh, I do, but um, it would be something different. And um, it's not something I plan on doing anytime soon. I'd rather focus on this for now. Um, so yeah. Wow. So is there any, so with, so in regards to this X-rated version now, like, and you're saying that what you're gonna really, really oh, It'll be released in July. Released in yeah. July. Has anyone been able to play these ones, as you were saying? Yeah, yeah on, on Tuesday, people have played, yeah. So with, with that reaction of the release, I mean, not the release, of these people playing the games, yeah. has that inspired you to come up with new questions or do you kind of like think, ah, oh, I wish I didn't add these questions in? Um, 
Not really, not for the most part. And also, um, I, I'm not really, I try, I try to feel quite confident about like, I waited maybe about a month after I pretty much finished. I just kept coming back to it, coming back to it, thinking, is this right? Is this right? Can I think of anything else? It wasn't like, as soon as I made the, there's 80 cards in that pack. As soon as I made the 80th card, I stopped. I was kind of like, okay, cool. Then the next day, am I sure these are the best 80? And I was like, let me think of some more ones. Can are any of these better than the ones I have? And then maybe there was one. And I was like, okay, let me swap this one out. Let me swap that one out. But I made sure I kept on coming back to it and I, I ran it past friends. And do you know what I mean? I went through a vigorous process mentally of thinking, am I creating the best product I can? Um, and I felt, like I said, I'm actually really proud of these two new versions because all the feedback I have had that's been like, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that from the original version has been applied in these two new versions. But that being said, I'm really proud of the first version. Like it, it you're gonna get something different in all three. And I think there's like four cards in the X-rated version that's in the original. So it's like 98% brand new. Nearly every single card will be different. So you could own both versions and essentially never get a repeat. And then in the bite-sized version, it's, um, you've got 52 cards, I think 37 are new. So again, you're looking at like 80% brand new, if that makes sense. Um, so realistically, someone could own all three versions and still get a uh, really different experience. So I'm actually trying to go through these versions, yeah. <laughs> and this is like the, and this is what, just the first release, I'm, these are not the first this, yeah, just, this is just the first release. And the fact that I have to put some questions down because they're a little bit x-rated is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, and that, well, that's, that's nothing on that version. There we go. <laughs> this is literally just the... I don't want to say basic version, but basic version. So I wanted to read out a bit more, and these are just like the just for fun ones. Drink if you can't swim. Drink if you've ever been in a dance battle. Right. I ain't gonna speak on that, but like something's just happening, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean. Would you be drinking? Huh? Would you be drinking? Yeah, low key. As I said, it just happened. Drink if you can't swim. I can, but you know, let's just dip down over the years. Oh, so you can't swim? No, no, I can, I can, I can. I can. I just said that my skills are strong. So you say in relationships with, by phone calls, you say it with your chest? You ain't saying that with your chest. I'm saying I can swim, though. I can swim. My point is, I can swim. My skills, my technique just ain't as. Sounds like you can paddle. Right? I'm definitely going to be playing these games when everything opens back up. And thank you for joining for the jump on my show. Thank you for being a guest on the Tiger Show. This has been the Tiger Show featuring Matthew Bridgman on the program. Uh, bro, so how do you feel? How do you feel the show went? How do you no, I feel good, man. It was uh, it was really enjoyable just to kind of think about the whole process again. I guess I kind of forget about it. I get caught up with what's happening next, and it was good to kind of think back and think about the journey and kind of get to speak to someone and, and, and see how people kind of feel about everything that went into it and just kind of getting to share that story again and being here and yeah, it was, it was a really fun experience. Cool. And the biggest thing you've learned throughout the whole journey, I know we covered it during the show, but the biggest learning experience? Um, just that it's never too late to start something new, really. Yeah. Cool. And any advice that you can give? I know we covered it once in the show, but once again, anything um, you can give, any advice you can give to someone um, learning? I think this isn't something I said already, actually. It's um, get feedback from the people around you. Speak to your friends, speak to your family, uh, speak to anyone that will listen and um, actually listen to what they say because they will be giving you a different perspective. Uh, so how do you feel the show went? Oh, that show, I enjoyed it. It was so sick that I've actually learned a lot. And I found it so fascinating to know about it. Like, to read some of the questions as well. I'm just like, a couple saucy questions, we did a couple of demos as well. But it's just like, okay, I lost one, two of them. <laughs> we move it, <laughs> no, no, but we move Um, I definitely enjoyed the show. It was definitely educational, learning about the process of making a game, how we came up with it. And it was just, it was just dropping so much knowledge that no, I definitely loved it and appreciated it. And I'm happy that it was able to join me on the show. Cool, and in terms of learning about the marketing and all that sort of... Yeah, he was, naming, he was saying something that even like, that you wouldn't think about. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not in that industry. However, it's just like, hmm, that's interesting. And then some of the, like, the reason why you did certain questions so that you can lead it into conversations 
And she's like, well, if you actually now want to do a game night or a link up session, just to bring everybody together. So, now I'm sorry, I've got him on the show. And the, the biggest lesson that you learned from him? The, the big lesson that he taught, to be honest, was just the fact of, you know, you're never too old or like it's never too late to try, you know, develop something, you know what I mean? So, and yes, he is much more older than me, but like I'm always learning and at any point I can come up with a new idea, I like to try, you know, push it out there. Yeah, you're never too young to learn, so it's true. Thanks. And would you be purchasing? Or have you purchased? I already did, you know, I already purchased the demo version of, no, not the demo, um, the first version of the game, way before I was even on top, on, on top, before, I even thought about being on the show, I already bought it during lockdown, but I just haven't been able to use it. So when things open up, just know that I'll be bringing this game, is it? We got bottoms up. Here's the page. At bottoms up. At the tidy show. Make sure that you lock in. <laughs>